Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 72, and you're listening to Club Red, where we talk all things Texas Tech, including this week, a sweep of the Longhorns in Austin, how sweet it was. Can't wait to dive into that with you guys. But first, make sure you're following us on Apple or Spotify. Uh, Give us that five-star rating, and if you're on Apple, hit us with a review. Let us know what we're doing good, what we can work on. We appreciate all sorts of feedback here. Follow us on social media as well. Uh, We are pretty active on Twitter, so follow us there at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us personally. Follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22. You can follow me at Calvin B. Barrett. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel where we post some clips from our videos. They, we haven't been as active there lately, but we'll try to get that back up once we figure out uh, some video recordings and all of that stuff as we go through a transition time here. And also, you can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or questions that you want to send us directly. Uh, with all of that being said, let's get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Man, I've been waiting all my life to do All right, everybody. Well, if you were caught off guard by my voice introducing us this week, well, last week we had some news in case you missed that that episodes from last week Arlie is stepping away from the show for the time being he might be coming back at some point but right now it's me and Dustin that'll be guiding you on tailgate talks here in the we're future. still here we're still here we're going to try to get you this uh club red and the tailgate content weekly uh so bear with us if there's any uh sort of uh you know difficulties during this transition period but we think we got things under control uh, so wanted to update you guys on that, but let's get right into it. Club Red this week, Texas Tech basketball goes into Austin, defeats the University of Texas, the former head coach Chris Beard, 61-55, to to claim the season sweep of the Longhorns in Beard's first season. Chris Beard, the only team he hasn't beaten in the Big 12, Dustin, and that's your Texas Tech Red Raiders. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so what are your initial thoughts after watching that game on Saturday? It was a great game and atmosphere away from our, you know, home building. And watching the game, I mean, I could feel the, the juice that our fans brought, but right. I just felt, I mean, I know the score doesn't look that great, but I felt like this was one of our better, more consistent games. And so I felt really good about the game for the entirety of it. And like, right. that's a good feeling to start to have at this point in the year with this kind of team. And it was great just to see like Brock Cunningham suck again for as long as he played and Beard get frustrated with how much fan noise we brought for our team. And I don't know, it's just another Bryson Williams dominating performance. And we're going to talk about him, but I think it's just a good overall consistent game once again yeah I agree I think defensively this was as well of a 40 minutes of defense that we played all season there was that stretch kind of from the end of the first half to the second half where they didn't score for like nine minutes no Um, if you look at why you say that if you look on ESPN they'll show you on the game cast there's a game flow chart yeah there's a long stretch of a straight line for Texas. You're not supposed <laughs> to have that. For that long. Yeah. I remember they had that it clock looks like going. The, the defensive pressure that you put on them, there was literally a part of the second half where I was like, man, they might not score again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we were creating tough looks for them. The only guy who really hurt you was Andrew Jones. Right. Other than that, they didn't have a guy break double digits, I think. No. Um, Ramey was kind of hot in the first half, but you shut bit. him down completely in the second. Uh, Marcus Carr, who went you for shut 18 him on down. you, didn't get a single point. Uh, oh, and he got dunked on by mm-hmm. Bryson Williams, I think. he. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> like you said, we got a, another just consistently great Bryson Williams performance. Clarence Nadoni was 
uh, chose violence that day. Oh, God, yeah, on yeah. It. Um, TJ, I thought he played well. He just couldn't get a shot to fall. But I, I didn't even I loved... notice that yeah. he had only six points until they showed that late in the game. And because, yeah, he played so much and played pretty solid. You know, yeah. his just buckets and free throws weren't falling for him. And he got all his points off free throws. But, like, yeah. he still played pretty well and aggressive. And I liked that, at least. Yeah, I thought he played within himself. I didn't really think he was forcing things. There's still a couple times where you get the TJ forced-up shot that wasn't a good look or something like that. But for the most part, I thought he put a lot of pressure on the Texas defense. And it was able to create open looks. We just – the other impressive part right. of this game is we didn't shoot the ball well at all. I think we only had two no. threes. Um, but you're Three, still yeah. still able to win that game on the road despite shooting. Yeah, <laughs> three for 14 from three. I thought Texas shot bad just on their own. <laughs> right, <laughs> with, yeah. With, I thought we gave them a lot of good looks. And I think that's why first half they were in it so much and led for a little bit of that first half. Because they had a lot of open threes, and you know, at first, Ramey and uh, Andrew Jones were knocking those down, and then they kind of fell fell off of their yeah their high pace and back to where they usually are. But I mean, for us, it was another we dominated inside and dominated rebounding, and that carried us through the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you win games with Texas Tech right now. We're going to win inside, and we're going to keep the other team outside. My Ted. You know, I was talking to him on the phone after the game, and he's like, you just can't beat us inside. You're going to have to get extremely hot. For no way. In order to beat us. And, you know, they, they made it close there at the end. Uh, we, we like to make things interesting for some reason. We can't just, like, finish a game out strong. Uh, we kind of did the same thing with Baylor, like let him creep yeah. in a little bit. But ultimately, you know, you're able to pull off the victory, get fouled, make your free throws down the stretch. And, uh, Brock Cunningham, I, probably one of my favorite parts of rewatching the game is right before Brock goes out there and misses those two free throws. Yep. Beard, Beard looks him in the eye and goes, make them both, Brock. And Brock goes, yes, sir. Brick. And then goes out and bricks both free throws. Hey, so that segues me into, I was going to mention one more team thing before we get into individuals. Yeah. We, we shot 20 for 29 from the free throw line, which, you know, if you're tech fans, you know, like shooting 69%, that's just – that's our average. That's usual. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's not great, but the fact that we got to the line 29 times yeah. and was able to make 20 of them, I mean, they only shot 13 of 17, and the foul count is only one off. So that just means we were more aggressive trying to get to the basket and getting our fouls and getting to the free throw line, whereas yeah. they weren't being as aggressive to get there. And so, yeah, we might only shoot – 70 percent but hey if we just get there more that 70 percent will add up for us yeah i agree so next part like let's go kind of through twitter recap just some of the things that we were <laughs> tweeting during this game my um, uh Bro- brock cunningham tweet i guess glue guys can't make free th- glue doesn't glue know guys, make free throws. Yeah. i was gonna say glue guy uh, holds that loss together yep <laughs> uh, we had some decent tweets that got out there. Uh, a lot of it was basically centered around Clarence Nadonley. Uh, oh, yeah. This is all you during the game because I was out for a little while catching up. Yeah, Clarence was on a mission today. Uh, Clarence got his three. Frenchie got his three. If he missed it in the first half, he hits a long two. that looked like it was a three, but his foot was on the line. And then in the second half, he hits that three. Uh, it feels like he's never made a three in his life. I know. So. I think they said he's only made two or three in his career. <laughs> Which is insane. Um, another Clarence tweet, I would die for Clarence. Dude woke up and chose violence today, and I'm he loving did. every minute of it. Um, a little TJ tweet here. TJ can't get anything to drop, but he's played great uh, today. Love his aggressiveness. I agree. He's made a huge difference. And then after the win, he didn't get on that motherfucking plane. <laughs> Coach Adams sweeps UT. We had Emily, so. Emily, Emily Jones is a nice tweet of Tech basketball remains undefeated at home this season. A little jab yeah. at Texas there from her. Yeah, all the yeah. players, all the players were loving the uh, the energy on there. A lot of them were quote tweeting that saying, you know, West Texas is home or love a good home win. Or all this stuff. There was a funny video of Adonis doing the the broom. He brought the broom yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that in the, the video. Sweep. 
So the players uh, definitely were into this one. Uh, even Clarence got a tweet out that I think was like getting back on, uh, getting on the plane. Yeah, back to did. Lubbock, wink face. <laughs> so the players had a good time with that win, uh, which is always awesome. But let's kind of move on to the player side of things, and let's start with the guy yeah. who just won newcomer of the week. A uh, guy who's been the most consistent player on your team uh, since Big 12 started, and that's Bryson Williams. What was your thoughts on the, his game? Another kind of quiet 17 yeah. <laughs> from him, but still just continues to be a force down low uh, on offense and just – Love the consistency that he brings game in, game out. The consistency was there. I thought he rebounded the ball better than uh, what he has been. But, he's yeah, he's doing the this little slide, Jarrett Culver, like just a quiet 17 points. Yeah. And we're like, how did he get that all of a sudden? And he's just consistent and inside. I thought he was more aggressive at the basket too, like the yeah. dunk on car. And he had a couple oh, of yeah. them like today. Like He just kind of wanted it more – wasn't settling for stuff and we've we've kind of found found our cornerstone on offense and that's great to have and I think it's better off for us and better off for guys like TJ that they don't have to shoulder that load and we can try to work things through Bryson and if they try to you know teams are working hard to not let him get that entry pass and then we start working off of that swinging the ball around and so that's how guys like Arms and Clarence are starting to get their baskets it's because Teams are just trying to deny him the ball so bad that before we can even get into an offensive set, we have them chasing their chasing us around. Yeah. That just leads to good things, and we haven't been able to do that ever that I remember with a big man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's been a minute since we've had a guy who can score down low as consistently as he has. And I think one of my favorite things is when we come out of halftime and our mission, you can tell, is just let's force yep. it into Bryson and let him kind of take over. And he had that, you know, stretch right there at the start of the half where he gets you four points. You all of a sudden get, you know, a nice little comfortable lead. And um, kind of after that, Texas is scrambling to figure out how to stop him. Uh, so uh, he's just been really fun to watch. And like you said, we used to joke about Culver, how we'd look up at the scoreboard and he'd all of a sudden have 12, 14 points. Yeah. And, and don't even really remember it. That's, That's what, what Bryson, Bryson does. Doing. <laughs> it's just – Nice, consistent, easy buckets for the most part. You know, hasn't really mixed in a dunk like that this year. No. <laughs> so that was fun to watch. That he's, definitely got me hyped. He's by bar. far been our most consistent player during conference play. I know he struggled a little bit early to kind of get yeah. his footing with this team and just everything, but he's by far been our most consistent guy. He gets in double figures every game. You can't say that about anybody else on this team. Like, yeah. I mean, O'Banner had. 23 in the second half the other night and only put up six. TJ only yeah. was six. Like, and that's hard to say about anybody in the conference, really, besides Agbaji, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Timmy, you know, Timmy Allen is Texas' top scorer. He comes in, he has six points, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, other guys throughout the league aren't being as consistent as he is, no. you know, in this in a typical, like, Big 12 year where you don't have Ochai <laughs> for Kansas going off. Yeah. Bryson has a really good candidacy for player of the year, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely um, a first-teamer. We thought TJ was supposed to be that guy, and at least we subbed yeah. him out with somebody else. But, yeah, he's by far, I mean, the best big man in the conference and one of the best in the country, really. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome that you were able to get him from UTEP, who is, uh, you know, who his former coach is sitting former there on coach, the sidelines. Beard wanted him. Yep. Beard. <laughs> so uh, he just, came here, he wanted to be better at defense. And he's come here and he yeah. just really solidified his offensive game, I feel like. But next performer that we got to shout out, and that's that's Clarence Nadonley, <laughs> Frenchie. Everybody, you know, he's that kind of guy that you love if he's on your team and you definitely hate him if he's on the other yes. team. Uh, he just he plays with such uh, violence kind of in his yes. game. Every time he scores, he talks his shit. Uh, he has 14 points, Ooh. three rebounds, another two steals. I feel like he always has, you know, two steals a game. It's just something yeah. that he does. He goes out there, wreaks havoc on defense, and then kind of whatever. free throws. Yeah. Whatever you can get from him on offense, you'll take it. And when he goes for 14, you'll, you love to see that. What was your take on Clarence's performance on Saturday? Yeah, he had that stretch in the second half of – I think he had like a tough made layup or and one. Then he comes down and like gets like a block and then tries to take a charge. And 
they call it a block on him there, and then he goes down and makes it three. It was like three or four or five plays in a row. Yeah. And of course with Clarence, there's he's always on the ground or hitting somebody. Like he's never just, you know, passive out there. It's always very physical to an extra degree with him. Oh yeah. But that's because a lot of guys can't handle that, and that's how he plays. Um I also think he's he finishes really well for a small yeah. guard. Like he's only like six two or something, but he uses those wide shoulders and how strong he is to pump fake dudes and then finish at the rim. Because, like like we said, he can't shoot the three, and he just tries to drive and get inside and muscle people around. And he's really good at it for how small he is. Yeah, you could tell Texas' game plan was just to let him shoot it there in the yeah. first half. Like he was shooting the ball a lot because they were just giving him wide open shots. I mean, he shot the ball nine times. That's usually not a stat line you <laughs> see there for him. Oh. But they were just giving him open shots. And, you know, he was able to make a couple of them. But, yeah, where he excels is just around the rim. And it's pretty impressive. It's something that I don't think a lot of people yeah. are talking about is just his ability to finish because we've had some other guards like Davion's had a tough time scoring around the rim sometimes. Malik Wilson has, but Clarence comes in and he's just more physical than the other guy. And he's able to, you know, finish around guards that are his size. And, and, and it's been pretty fun to watch him, uh, especially after he makes one and then talks shit immediately. <laughs> he shot, now that you say that, he shot the second most out of anybody on the team yeah. behind Bryson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can he shot twice as much as O'Banner did. <laughs> There was a possession there in the first half where, like, Adonis has it kind of in the corner, and they're trapping they're trapping Adonis, and they're just leaving Clarence oh, wide yeah. open for 30. And, you know, he missed it, but you could tell. Beard was like, he, well, we want him to shoot as many times as he can. Yep. Uh, unfortunately for them, he made a couple, and, yeah. you know, he's able to find his points just by being ultra-aggressive. Is there any other players that you kind of wanted to shout out here? I've been impressed lately with Silva's offensive game. Yeah, like he has that little two dribble turnaround lefty jump shot that is just money right now. Like he's made that at a very high clip the last like yeah. two or so weeks, and I think he he made one from like it's a little far to be shooting a oh, yeah. jump hook shot, and he drained it. And it I mean, one of those kind of like no no, and then yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like when Malik comes in a lot. I know he went over three for no points, but God, his defense is just so good, and he helps move the ball so well. Like provides a little comfort out there. Um, great game yeah. by Adonis again. He's been really yeah. solid lately. Just because I like that this team just has guys that always step up. You'll have now we know we like Bryson get our double digits from him, but we just need one or two other guys to step up. Mm-hmm. And we have like five dudes to pick from, and now like it's just yeah. hey, is it is it working for you tonight or not? And if it's not, kind of like TJ, well, stay aggressive, get to the free throw line to get your points. And if it is like Adonis, hey, shoot when you're open, man. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 a nice problem to have is that we have a legit like seven options once McCuller gets back of who can score. Nice to have. It's definitely something that we talked about a lot before the season started was how deep we thought this team was. And we've known from a couple of years, you know, the last couple of years that it doesn't always pan out to be like that. But no. this year it's definitely it's definitely worked out that way to where you can trust, you know, any any person to go off for you to get those double digit points that you might need. You know, you, you know you're gonna get it from Bryson. It's just kind of like what other guys are gonna do it. And you know, this game it was Adonis and Clarence. You know, last game it was Kevin O'Banner. And so it's just nice to – it's got to be a nightmare for opposing coaches to try to figure out how they're going to stop a team because you can't just sell out and try to stop one guy. Right. Um, and so, like, sure, you can try to stop Bryson, but that creates opportunities for O'Banner and TJ or, you know, McCullough yep. or whoever else. So it's been really fun to watch so far this season. I, Let's I think this was our best – week of basketball overall and consistency wise between the Baylor game and the Texas game. I thought like this 80 minutes of basketball was some of your best two games combined. It stacks up there with the Kansas Baylor week. I think I might have the Kansas Baylor week maybe. Yeah, but even that first Baylor game though, you yeah sputtered out of the gate and it took you till you took you 15 minutes to get going in that game. Like I never True. felt that way about either one of these games this week. I know the score 
for the Texas game doesn't look flashy, but I thought we played yeah. really solid the whole 40 minutes. Whereas Baylor, the first time around, you were down 12 early and took you yeah. till five minutes left in the first half to really get moving. So, yeah, I thought the announcers did a good job of, uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy Fran and Boog. I think they do yeah, a good do job, too. but they were definitely, you know, this isn't a sloppy game. This is just really great defense. Yeah. And so that's why the score is a little lower. It wasn't that both teams were just sloppy. It was just the defense no. was, was aggressive and physical, and, and that's that kind of game. We knew it was going to be that kind of game. So Yeah, and you, you, know, can, tell, you can tell Texas is missing that uh, Trey Mitchell, Mitchell if they yeah. just lost for who knows how long because, you know, I mean, he's just a tall, big body. So yeah. he, was, he was averaging like, I don't know, eight to ten points and the same on the rebounding side. That's a lot to take out of a team that can only score, you know, yeah. 60 points. Especially when you're going up against us who excel yeah. down low. You just need all the big guys you can get. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the crowd, man. Uh, that oh, was, man. There was a lot of talks about there was going to be a lot of red in that stadium, and there was a lot of red there in that sure stadium. Was. There you could, There was loud defensive chants. The best one was the air ball chants at the end, like towards the that end of the, the game. That was the best. Um, wow. What, what did you think about – of course – you know, this is to be expected. We, we're never surprised when Texas Tech shows up like this. What, what did you think of the crowd there in Austin? I don't think this is to be expected. I think this is way more than what was expected just yeah. because, I mean, it's it's a certain special circumstance. I mean, this will never happen again on a road game to have 40 to 50% in their building but then to be louder than them (laughs) for the majority of the game. I mean, sound wise on TV, it was to me, it was like 75, 25 for us. And, you know, that air ball chant at the end was, that's just, that's just ridiculous. They should blow up the Frank Irwin center now because you can't have two more games after that. (laughs) That's just, that's embarrassing. Um, But literally like from the beginning, like opening tip, they get the tip and start, and our fans just started a massive defense oh, yeah. chant, and I just got chills from that because like you never hear that. Like even nope. at even at some of these blue bloods playing, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, and Duke, North Carolina, like you don't get that kind of rivalry and cheering in the other building like yep. that. And so our guys, our people, all showed up and let Texas know we were there and heard it and. Man, I mean, honestly, that's that really is for them. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing to to allow that because you couldn't sell your own tickets and had to stop Mm -hmm. and try to kick us out, and did it didn't work. (laughs) The other best part for me was following like Twitter and seeing people being like, "Just showed up to my seats and had to kick out, you know, three students." Uh, Dude, because Texas just didn't prepare. Like Beard said, we're going to let too. everybody in. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, like you got to – You can't, like, be chasing the chasing your tail at the last week of this and being like, well, we're just going to stop ticket sales and let in as many students, mm-hmm. and then they don't have a place to sit. Like, Yeah, you can't. No. Yeah, you, it was just a cluster seri- Like, that's, a, that's an idiotic idea because now those students don't have a place to go. They're also going to be pissed off and not show up to more games because <laughs> – like, Yeah, because they, they had the chance. This was their I'm, biggest home game this year, and they go in to show it because you told them that anybody could get in if they got right. the ticket. And then, oh, these people bought these seats because you just did a bad job overall. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a downward spiral of embarrassment and – I'm glad we we were able to force yeah. them into that. <laughs> and it's Texas Tech, right? They view us as on another level than we are, and we come in and dominate their home crowd and, you know, take over their ticket sales and do all this stuff where they have to actually, like, pay attention to us. And they all want to say that they don't care about us, but <laughs> look at what we did. Uh, it yeah. was pretty impressive. And, yeah, you just love to see it. You love to see the support. I mean, Texas Tech fans are the absolute best. Uh, and yeah. so it was just it was just really awesome to see that it was awesome to see videos of like the texas live oh yeah um, that was crazy that, too <laughs> that was insane we just yeah it was just awesome uh to see and the just, uh mark adams going to the bus video yes, after the game yeah. i believe all the fans before the game there. i don't remember but it was absolutely at the <laughs> their basketball arena still crazy like, we we had half or less of the people but way way louder of a voice 
We get the sweep of Texas. We beat them at home. We beat them on the road. What does this sweep kind of mean to you personally? And what does it mean for the team? Well, to be honest, I don't – personally, it means a lot for Tech and us because it's the Chris Beard first year type deal. I think it means a lot to Mark Adams, even though he's not going to say that. You can see it in his reaction in the locker room video. It like That was like the most emotion I've seen on his face after a win. He looked like he was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, like really cool deal for those coaches of, you know, Mark Adams, Sean Sutton, Daryl Dora mm-hmm. that have been on staff before to kind of rub it in, in Beard's face and all those coaches that left and like John Riley and that group, like just a big F you guys <laughs> to them. Yeah. Like – it's great, but I mean, I think I saw. I'm trying to find it. I can't. We've swept Texas like three out of the last four years, or four out of the last five years. I mean, it's kind of weird to say, but hey, this is just what we do to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's point. our, that's <laughs> our fourth straight. That was our fourth straight <laughs> win there, and you know we hadn't won there ever. Just you know, we were zero and twenty-two there, and then all of a sudden now you can't lose there. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I know. Like. I mean, it's just what we've been able to do yeah. pretty consistently now. So I was more validated today. I'm still amazed when I see, like, the the new AP polls come out. We're ranked number nine. <laughs> and, uh, like, you just look at the list of, like – All the teams around it. <laughs> who were there? Like, yeah, we're ranked yeah. above Duke. We're right there above Villanova. Like, it's just surreal still to me. Like, even though we're multiple years into being really, really good that – I just yeah. remember the bad times, and it's like, wait, we're we're legit a top ten team. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it means a lot to all of us. I think, yeah. especially like I tweeted this after the game from my personal account. It was like, you know, you, your arch rival steals your coach. He tries to decimate yeah. the program while doing it. He tries to get Mark Adams to go on the plane with him. Mark Adams says no not even knowing he's going to have a shot at this job, you know, knowing he's going to have a shot, but not knowing if like he's going to get it, you know, just yeah, commits to it. Fan base rallies around him. Former players rally around him. He gets the job. And in year one, he's swept Baylor, the reigning national champions. He was a crazy three away from sweeping Kansas. He sweeps Texas and the coach that left you uh, right. and tried to ruin your program all in year one. Yep. Like you can't write a better script than that. And, it, it means a lot to this fan base, you know. It validates everything that we thought. We thought, hey, Coach yep. Adams is a huge part of what Beard does. And he's gonna, if he's able to translate that and get the guys in that are willing to commit to this team, we're going to be all right. And you're more than all right. <laughs> you're a oh, top definitely. 10 team in the country. And you legit have a chance to make a run for a title in year one. Yep. It, it's insane. You know, we talked last week about the Texas Twitter and how, like, butthurt they were even coming into this game. They got real quiet after this game. but Real quiet. I uh, I had to search really hard to find the post-game press conference. They didn't put it out there, I guess. <laughs> I had to like, go to YouTube and actually find it. Because um, I wanted to hear what, you know, Beard and them had to say. And right. he's already doing the, the great deflection of this game. Oh, yeah. And his best line in that was – they don't hand out trophies in February. Like, trying to downplay, like, that this it, loss yeah. actually hurts and was a big game. It's like, no, they don't give out trophies in February, but winning games in February helps you get there, man. Yeah. No downplay. Yeah, I, it's losing to your in-state rival and team you just left. And the other little – the part that I saw was him saying that they're classy there. Meanwhile, they have, like, plenty uh, of fans flipping our guys let's, off. Let's Avery talk about Benson. that. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't going to let him go. Uh, that was uh, a great clip, too, of him like, saying, hey, S my D to the fan right in front of Mo Bamba's face. Yeah. How about how about play an actual one second of the game, Avery, before you talk to Okay, so here, here was going to be my thought process. Do you think he's mad at that fan, or he's more mad that Brock Cunningham took his spot um, in, in Chris Beard's heart? <laughs> Because Brock Cunningham is getting the Avery Benson minutes. Yeah, he, he's definitely the, the, the Avery Benson guy. Brock is like, while I like to shit on Brock, I will give Brock the credit. He's way better of a basketball player than Avery is. Well, he's um, at least a basketball looking athlete. Like, he's at least yeah. the size of a basketball player. 
<laughs> I think he's probably, you know, I don't really know. I, I don't really care to know what's in Avery Benson's mind, but Ooh, no, uh, I, I'm definitely glad that he went there. Like, that's I mean, great. He's just a useless guy to have on the bench. And yeah. so, um, cool. You might get like one good play from him this season, but you know, I'm glad he followed oh. the trader over there. Uh, yeah. If you're seven years, like what? He's been playing basketball for fucking forever. Oh, yeah, because I don't keep up. He was on our national championship team or yeah. team that made the title. Um, and I think he was here a year before that. So I, he just needs to quit playing basketball is my advice to Avery Benson. And moving on. So last night, Texas Tech blows out Oklahoma, gets their revenge, 66 to 42. Super pissed because we held them to 39 <laughs> and they hit a dumbass three at the very end of the I game. Think that's his, I think it's first career three, too. I think they said his first career three. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> 42 points. We were there. We were rowdy in the second half. Things started flowing pretty good. A little bit of a rough first half, but, um, you know, you get 66 points in the win. Dustin, what did you think about the game last night yeah a little staggering kind of sputtering first half pretty i think we're pretty normalized to that now um and the little tweaks we make at halftime we did it again and come out and just iron curtain on the rim for oklahoma and we held them under 30 for most of the second half i mean it's a miracle they got to the 40 mark um, they were under they, 30 and under single digits for the quarter or for the half for more than half of I that think, second half. Like it was, yeah, bad. I think it was, uh, I think it was around the seven and a half minute mark is when they broke 30 points yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Like the defense just locked down. I mean, Porter Moser after the game alluded to that and he's like, man, they're just hard to play against because of their size and length and they can switch everything. He goes, I mean, they're, you know, six four, six five, and above, and switch, and they're long, and it's they just make everything super difficult, and it's it's true. I mean, their shooting was obviously horrible. Turnovers were so high. Yeah, there was <laughs> a one turnovers. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, the fact that they only had seventeen rebounds for the whole game. <laughs> I mean, there's so many of these stats are almost outrageous that this was actually a college basketball game, like D1, high level. It kind of like shocks you that this team was able to beat you the way they did in Norman. Like Like, you just completely dominated him. You flustered him. There is a little video I saw on Twitter today breaking down our defensive performance from the game. I saw that. uh, Where like we kept getting guys to go to the baseline and they would just turn the ball over every single time. Yeah, we just lead people into the corners and we have traps and try to cover the first two outlet passes. So you either have to make a long nope. pass across the court to get out of there or throw up a shot if you are quick enough with it. But, yeah, they were horrible. And the thing yeah. they got half of their points off three-pointers and they still shot okay from there. But <laughs> good God. <laughs> Yeah, it was a rough performance from them. I think their high score had eight points or something eight like points that. Eight points and nobody else had above five. They yeah. Had the, the, four guys with five and a handful with three. Those are numbers <laughs> that really make your eyes pop when you see that that so, box score and what we were able to do to that team. Um, that's your third straight game where you've ramped it up in the second half. You know, TCU, they scored seven points in the first 10 minutes of the second half. The Texas game, they went, you know, five, six minutes without scoring. This game, you go, you know, to the seven-minute mark, and they were under 30 points. It's just like you already have a spectacular defense, but when they take it up to that level, like it's almost impossible to score on. Like OU was having to force up terrible shots, it's not like they were just missing wide open opportunities. You know, it, it, everything came difficult for them in that second half. Definitely. And then on top of that, like your offense starts playing a lot better in the second half, it seems like. And well, you all started these games getting all well. the turnovers and started getting breakaways. Yeah. And, you know, those usually led to pretty good things and easy buckets. Player I want to shout out, Davion Warren, last night. Big game. I, I was Big game, I was kind of finally. talking before the game with people sitting around. I was like, like, let's get Davion going tonight. Let's get him in that 10, 15-point range. He goes for 16 points. He was playing with 
confidence on the offensive end, getting to his spots, making his shots, you know, knocking down a three. And then one play that I really love there is he had just buried a three. And then, like, right next possession, he gets a wide-open look for three but makes the extra pass to Adonis Arms, who drains the three. Um, this team has just fully bought in, and Davion is, like, as good an example of buying into a program as you'll see. Like, you'll see it all over Twitter. He was one of the top-leading scorers in the country last season, and he had a rough stretch these last few games, but yeah, he still plays. He still gives you something every game, and it's stuff that we've talked about with O'Banner before. Like, if you're not scoring, what else are you going to do? And the offense will come later on, and it finally came for him last night. I was really happy to see that from him. Yeah, he had a great post-game press conference that mm -hmm. alluded to – I've gotten, he said himself, I've gotten myself in a bad rhythm these last few games because I was kind of sloppy on defense, got myself in foul trouble, which led to kind of less minutes a lot in that first half. So he's like, I had to tone that back and be smarter on that end. And then kind of, well, just like you said, he was such a good scorer before. He went into that also. He goes, I didn't come here to score necessarily. I, he says, I, I did that previously in my career. I, mm -hmm. I know I can do that. I came here to learn and play defense and he's been a great defender all year. Oh he's yeah. Gotta, yeah. Clean up the, clean up the hands and body a little bit to not get in trouble early. And then, yeah, he found a great rhythm. I mean, he had last, the last two games he combined for five points. I know the game before that he didn't do anything either. So like yeah. this first half was better than the previous or two that he's had so just good that he stayed engaged through this two-week kind of struggle for him yeah and played defense played hard kind of like O'Banner just got himself going in other ways to stay on the yep. court stay relevant and then still gets other guys involved he's I was starting to get down on him but I didn't want to want to get get that far yet and this obviously proves me wrong I don't have I can kind of step back yeah. from that ledge yeah, I think he was having a similar stretch that O'Banner had kind of recently right before the Texas game. Like, O'Banner had zero points against TCU. He didn't have a great game before that. And then he goes off right. against Baylor. And, you know, you're like, all right, is he back? I think you have – it's like we've talked about a lot this season. It's always a different guy in Bryson. <laughs> and Bryson had a quiet 13. Bryson, again, a consistent <laughs> quiet 13. And then last night it was Davion. Uh, who stepped we up? We really and, spread it out last night. Oh, Silva yeah. with nine, Arms with nine, TJ with eight. You know, a couple other guys with a little chunk here and there. Yeah. Like, but can you just imagine if we can get all these guys on like the same page? Playing, yeah, like, Kelsey the same mentioned offense. that at one yeah. point. He's like, dude, if we ever had, you know, rather than two guys have good games like we're getting at, like we'd ever have like four or five of these guys. He, he said we beat. Gonzaga by 20, oh, yeah. but we'd be a damn good top four type team. We, we'd be really top good. 10 type team. It's hard, you know, in this, when you're at that level playing against some of these teams to, for everybody to have good games. But I think that's rather than like wishing for everybody to click, I think that's the good thing here. Yeah. Is that we have Bryson and then pretty much just roll the dice with the other six guys. And, you know, yep. two, one or two of them are going to hit. And the other three or four or five are going to figure out ways to stay on the floor and compete, even though they can't put it in the bucket. And I think that's a yeah. great testament to coaching and getting these guys off, like, ego trips. Hey, Adonis, it's not your night. Okay, let's that's give right. it to Davion. Hey, it's TJ's night. Let's get him the yep. ball and keep him going. Um, it, it does provide you a lot of comfort on the offensive end to Big just time. be like, all right, let's keep figuring out who's it's going to be. And then, you know, usually towards the end, early second half, you kind of know, all right, tonight is Davion's night. Let's get him the ball a little more, get him some opportunities. But ultimately, you get that revenge uh, against Oklahoma. You destroy Porter Moser. Welcome to the Big 12, uh, Porter. Destroyed. Uh, destroyed them. It was a really fun game, fun atmosphere. We got a good swag surf video out there for you guys. Got a lot of likes on it. If you see our stuff on Twitter and you like it, you know, just give us a follow for more of that content. Um, did you think the swag surf was properly timed, Dustin? Very properly timed. Probably the best one of the year. 
mm. timing wise so far. Debatable. Um, I, I still think the McCuller three against Texas is pretty up there, especially pretty okay, with yeah. how, you know, the celebration yeah. and just kind of everything that was around it. I think that's definitely one of the all time uh, swag yeah, surf it's, moments. It's up there. It was great timing. And we had a long like media timeout. So we got yeah. the extended swag surf version. I think our students kind of yes. ran out of gas. It went a little long. <laughs> we used to run in the 400 race and we ran more of like a 700 meter race of that one. They were like, oh my God, we're still yeah. swagging and surfing over here. They broke it was down. A great timing. Good, good uh, by everybody. Hey, props to the students last night. I showed up a little late from work and I was like, why are there more students here than there was last week at the Baylor game? Yeah, it was kind of weird. There was maybe an extra, I don't know, four, three or 400 students that, yeah, I mean, there wasn't empty seats in that upper, upper deck like there was last week. There was very few last week, but there was zero this week. And we got one more to, for those guys to show out one more time for these players. Yep, and, and kind of looking ahead here, we've got a couple games before we meet next week for this show, so uh, tune in Saturday, or if you're in Fort Worth, I'm sure you might be at the TCU game, but we play TCU Saturday at 5 p.m. You know, any, any quick thoughts on the TCU game that's coming up? It's uh, basically another home game, you know, just away from the Spirit Arena. Yeah. <laughs> just away from Lubbock, because we have – been very accustomed to having more of the crowd in that building in Fort Worth with one of our biggest fan bases or alumni bases back in that area. So I'm sure that place will be rocking similar to how it was for uh, the Austin trip. So that's nice for our guys to get that again, pretty much. So take care of business. We got three left. And if we can finish this out, we can end up 14 and four. Yep. on the Big 12 season. And that is – if you would have told me that before the season started, I would say that's outrageous. Like you're shooting yeah. for the moon there. I think that I'm, is right within your grasp with no ranked teams to play, one more at home, one more in East Central Lubbock in Fort Worth, nothing, one more on the road, true road game. So just take care of business. Yeah, and I think that 14 wins would be tied for the most uh, – for that – season that we won the conference i think we ended with a 14 and 4 record that Maybe season so. so that'd be pretty good uh unfortunately you just have kansas who can't seem to lose any yeah. games so you're not getting any help from that end but uh and then the next game on the schedule is the final home game of the season uh it's always sad when you reach this point and uh, say goodbye to some seniors uh say goodbye to some, possibly some underclassmen too uh, but last home game of the year against Kansas State, trying to get some revenge on them, one of the teams that beat you early on in the conference. Yeah. Uh, we play them at 8 o'clock on Monday night. And, yeah, this one is all about handling business, you know, get that perfect home record on the season. Most wins in a regular season at the That'd USA would yeah. be the, as well. So an important game and always just a special one for these guys, especially someone like Bryson Williams, who's had an incredible season and yes. we failed to mention, but the dude scored over his 2000th point against 2, Oklahoma, 000. Mr. 2000. So, uh, you know, him, Adonis, uh, O'Banner, Davion, um, a lot of these transfers that came in, uh, it's their last time to suit up at the USA. And so just be there for that last game any parting thoughts uh on this one dustin yeah and good for these guys especially that have been going through a couple covid years now with two years ago getting ended early and last year was kind of like some very sparse crowds because it's what we had to do so good for these guys to get a good farewell and our whole 15,000 fans cheering for them, even though they've been here one or two years for some of them. I yep. don't care. They they deserve to get that send off. So show up Monday and cheer as loud as you can for these guys for the last time at, at home in our building. Yeah, we'll be there and we'll be rowdy for it. Um, you know, it, it is sad. Going to be the last time in there for a man, while. I told but... you the other night, I was like, man, I wish we could get another year out of Bryson. He's yeah, just so good great. and fun to watch. Like, 
there's a chance we can get another year out of a couple guys just because they have an extra like COVID free year basically. But not Bryson. He's he's gonna be done. Sadly. Not Bryson, unfortunately, but definitely one of the best seasons in a Red Raider uniform Damn that we've right. had here in a while. And so just been impressed with him and, and thankful that he chose us, you know. Thank um, you. Yes. But uh, keep an eye out on our social medias. The Texas Tech and Kansas State game on Monday night will be our shot bet, one of our shot bets for the yeah. week. And so we'll get that tweeted once we know the spread of that game. I expect it to be a pretty sizable spread. The OU game was a nine and a half or ten points, and we ten, covered yeah. that with ease. So yep. uh, I would expect a similar line on this game. Um, but that'll do it for the basketball segment. But baseball – has also gotten underway. So last weekend, Texas Tech goes one and two uh, in at Globe Life Field in Arlington. We get a walk-off win against Michigan, lose a close one to Auburn, and Arizona kind of beat, <laughs> beat us down on that last game on Sunday. But we're able to bounce back on Tuesday and get an 8-4 to win in our home opener against, uh, you know, another solid Dallas Baptist team. So off to a 2-2 two and two start. Dustin, I know uh, we get this, you know, awesome tournament scheduled with these awesome teams and we get like the shittiest TV service out there to cover it. So you're only able to like catch one or two of the plays that happened the entire weekend. It was hard to keep up with. A lot of the Twitter accounts were kind of behind. I felt like even the tech baseball Twitter wasn't really updating very well. Any quick thoughts on the baseball season getting started? Kind of a slow start. Slow start. That's not uncommon for us just because of a lot of moving parts in our baseball yep. program. That's pretty high level. We have a lot of recruits coming in and guys going out to the league. So, Lots, a lot of shifting around, and we talked, I think, last week or week before about how much we're replacing, and it's probably more than what we're used to than past seasons. So good to get at least one win in uh, Arlington last week and come home. And, yeah, Dallas Baptist is always a good mid-major type team that makes a tournament and usually shows up here, you know, later later in the year for that tournament. And so good to start off at home with a solid victory, too. Yeah, love to see that. Love to bounce back there, especially putting an eight spot up. Kind of seemed like runs were yeah, hard. We had to come a four by or five us. point or a four or five run inning to yeah, kick it off. So eighth inning, I think, or something like that. So luckily, you know, the bats started to come around. Uh, hopefully, they continue to do that. I think Jace is off to a little bit of a slow start, but you expect him to get yeah, back into the form him. of yeah, the the best player in the country. So. A little bit of a slow start, but this coming week, you can catch him at the Law playing Kent's, Kent State this weekend at home. And then we make the return trip to Dallas to play Dallas Baptist on Tuesday. So they, uh, we'll keep uh, you updated on that. game oh, this weekend because of weather. I think the Friday night game, I'm not sure. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I heard it on the radio this morning. Friday night game moved up to like a – you know, lunchtime type game, early okay. afternoon type game. I think there's right, some weather well, Friday night that's probably not going to be fun. So they were like, eh, yeah. let's get that done with. So love a early, little earlier game Friday. Love a little early afternoon baseball on a Friday. Nothing to get you through your work day better than <laughs> keeping up with that. Unfortunately, it might not be on any streaming services. Uh, but so last little bit we've got here for you guys is we've got our Club Red conversation of the week. And this kind of came up with me and Dustin last <laughs> night at the Oklahoma game. So we thought we'd talk about it here. And if you are at a Texas Tech basketball game and during timeouts where they pan through the crowd and student section and kids and everybody on the Jumbotron, the, a very big theme is the horns down sign. And – our discussion is you don't have to always do the horns down sign. No. Can we teach a class, maybe at Red Raider or in orientation when the students are coming in, like here's some other things that you can do when you're on the Jumbotron other than horns down because it is getting a little tiring. Our logo is the guns up. Um, it's fun to do when you're playing Texas, but that's kind of behind us now. Correct. So can we, can we kind of move on and get some other things going here? Dustin, we kind of talked about it last night. You've got some ideas for things that you can do on the Jumbotron. What have you got for our, you know, students who 
might not know what to do with their hands. Yeah, that's the problem. They don't know what to do with their hands. But obviously, the go-to, especially for tech students, should just be your regular guns up. You can always go double with all these things we're going to mention. You can go, you know, my favorite that I've used for many, many years is the chug of beer. Yes. So if you have your Love beverage, that. as soon as you see yourself on the screen, whoop, they Just take chug. you off the screen quickly. I've done it at many baseball games, proven to get you off the screen. I mean, yes. that's not the point, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> if you have a fear of being on a Jumbotron, that is the chug. perfect thing to do to get you off They'll of it. Kind of off. me. I, I don't want to be on the Jumbotron. So if I'm on it, I'm just going to chug that shows beer. that you're always ready. Mm-hmm. But you can don't got to get ready if you stay ready. A good one for the Patrick Mahomes fans. We see a lot of those jerseys at games. You can do the Pat Mahomes flex or the double flex. Yes. Plenty of that. You work My out a lot. My favorite is Dustin. Get, your, get your friend involved. You yes. know, you can do the I'm on the board or the hide in their shoulder type thing or just like big hug, maybe kiss. I yeah. don't know. The I'm shy. The I'm shy is always a good one. Like, you know, hiding. That's always good. You can make a sign. There was a lot you can of good just do signs the, last the night. death stare. I've yeah. always liked some of those to see who blinks first, the camera or you. There's you lots can, and lots of options to do. You can wave. The stupid, yeah, give a nice wave or a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily thumbs up because that's I like the double aggy. thumbs up, like a hey. The point here is there's a lot of different things that you can do other than the horns down. Like it's fun every now and then, but all these kids on the screen are learning from you, students. And all they think is cool to do is put their horns down. Okay. I don't even know if these kids know what our actual sign is that it is a guns up at this point. And so it's just getting a little frustrating. It get a little worn out. You know, we're not the only ones that do it. Uh, It's everyone across the country. I remember watching the Cincinnati and Alabama uh, college football playoff game. And there were Cincinnati fans doing the horns down. Like, come on, it's getting a little tiring folks. Um, Maybe it's a little overdone. Just do something else. For sure. So that was our Club Red conversation for this week. Catch us here a little bit later for the tailgate where we will dive into some NBA action. The NFL news is a little slow, so should be a quick episode over there. But, hey, once again, follow us on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings. Follow us on social media at tailgate underscore talks on Twitter. Make sure you follow us there. We have a lot more action on the Twitter than we do most other social media platforms. Um, But other than that, we'll catch y'all next week at Club Red, where we recap some more basketball and baseball for you guys. Peace.